This is Bill coming at you with another episode of the Autonomy Talent Podcast. We have Kevon featured this week, and here's a clip of one of his songs for you. If you enjoy it, you can catch the rest of it at the very end of the episode after the outro music. Once it fades out, the song will come in right after. So I hope you enjoy this and stick around after it. We'll get right into the show. Welcome to the Autonomy Talent Podcast, where we feature creatives, discuss what they do, what they do to promote their creative endeavors, and try to come up with new methods that might boost their results and yours. We'll also have the occasional industry expert here to talk about what's new in digital marketing. So enjoy the show and remember to always live intentionally. Good afternoon, everybody, or whatever time it happens to be where you're listening when you're listening to this. Uh, this is Bill back at you with another episode of the Autonomy Talent Podcast, and I have a, a pretty special guest with us. I have Kevon on. Is that how you pronounce it, Kevon? Kevon. Kevon. Yeah. yeah. No, that's okay. I should have asked that before we got on the air, man. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. That's all right. I'm gonna leave this in there, man. Everybody can know that I screwed up. I'm all good with that, man. I'm human. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> Oh man, Kevon, uh, how do you pronounce it again? Kevon. Kevon, yeah, sorry, I'll get it. Kevon <laughs> is, you're from Seattle, right? Yep, from Seattle. Awesome, you born and raised there? Yeah, um, I actually was born in uh, Memphis, Tennessee. Um, so I was born in Memphis, Tennessee, um, where I was uh, raised up over there in North Memphis for about uh, eight, nine years. Um, and then after that, um, my mom, my wanted to get out of Memphis. So um, we had grandparents that lived in Whidbey Island of Washington, which is like a small island. So I uh, moved down there when I was nine, um, went to high school on the island and everything. And then right after that, um, I actually joined the military. Um, and then after the military, came back to Seattle, um, where I'm currently residing. 
Well, thank you for your service. I'm former Navy myself, so I get it. Hey, there we go. Air Force, so. Awesome. <laughs> I won't bust your balls about being in the Chair Force too much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You know, we can make fun of each other about that kind of stuff, but if anyone else tries to do it, oh um, yeah, yeah, uh-uh, they ain't gonna fly. <laughs> That's not gonna fly. It's not gonna fly. I ain't having that. <laughs> oh, Kevon, you're. A, I was. I came across you in the, the process of um, curating these quarantine tunes playlists and trying to just just trying to help get artists more exposure during this time. Mm-hmm. get more ears on their their music you know because it's everybody's missing out on gigs and stuff right now and mm-hmm. bored to tears and people are needing stuff to listen to so yeah. why not kill but two birds with one stone that's what i thought so anyway mm-hmm. I, I came across you and i started listening to some of your stuff and man your shit was straight fired and uh i gotta get this guy on the show so so uh-huh. here we are i don't Thank know anything more about your backstory than that so why don't you explain to everybody oh uh, you just told us a little bit about the backstory but what got you into into doing music like what you're doing right now yeah so i mean i've always had like my family just in general has already always had a passion for music um but i really started like um getting into actual actually the like the the music making process in the military so i think i had like i did like four i did four years um like with three years in that's when i bought like a, a entry level little um um little music player thing whatnot for my phone so i could actually record and then post on soundcloud um once i got positive reviews from my friends that's when i uh bought an entry-level interface and then i just start like kind of playing with music didn't really take it too seriously um until i got out of the military um when i came back to seattle i already knew a couple of friends that were in the music kind of industry, not like high up, but they, they gave me tips and whatnot. So, um, I, I let them play, uh, I let them listen to some of my songs. Um, they said, wow, you're, you have a really good ear for music and you're really good at making it. So, um, that's when I started taking it seriously. I started upgrading some music equipment, um, cause I was using, uh, a broken mic for about six, seven months recording. Um, and that's when I started taking it seriously. Um, so going into 2018, um, that's when I actually start making music in forms of many projects and whatnot, because I wanted more people to hear. Um, I think my biggest issue at first was being too afraid to drop music, um, because I didn't think people would like it. But with that, you just got to drop that music and be confident. So going into 2018, I became more confident with my music making abilities. And then um, in the winter of 2018, that's when I dropped uh, my EP. So it was six songs. It's called Grim. Um, And that EP, basically, I was going through some tougher times back in 2018. Um, So that EP just sums up everything that was kind of going on with me. Um, from 2017 and 2018. Um, I drew a lot of inspiration from like Kid Cudi, Kanye West. Um, the, Kid Cudi is my favorite artist like ever. So a lot of my influence comes from him. Um, so yeah, I dropped that Grim EP in 2018 late and I got a lot of good reviews for it. Um, 2019 came in, a lot of busy stuff with work and whatnot, but um, I did get some more opportunities to make music. Um, And then later in 2019 is when I started actually kind of networking. 
Um, so I was just doing the music making process. Um, I wasn't doing too much reaching out. Um, the biggest thing with me is I, I do love the music, but I do want, I'm at the point where I do want other people to hear my music because I, I think they like it. Um, so that's what I've been doing. I've been taking this a lot more seriously. Um, I did have some concerts and gigs lined up for um, the next couple months, but those yeah. all, yeah. So that's probably been the toughest thing. Um just because with concerts, gigs, that's exposure for you locally right there. Of course. Um, so, yeah, that, that, was a that was a little tough because we had a couple of shows lined up. Um, but, yeah, I've just been cranking out music. Um, I, I take a lot of inspiration. I didn't mention this earlier. I, I said he's my favorite artist, but I take a lot of inspiration from Kid Cudi, his thought process in making music, how he uses his emotions. But I, I like switching it up. So I... I do sometimes alternative rap. I do do a little upbeat turn up. Um, I have a couple rock songs that I've made that I haven't released yet. So it all depends on the mood. I grew up listening to a lot of different artists. Um, but yeah, that's that's where my inspiration lies from. But yeah, um, as of recently, I've just been making music and networking. So that was kind of my, my upbringing to the music. Um, and now I'm fully fledged in it. <laughs> That's amazing, man. And, and I keep hearing similar type stories that you know, people that just like in college or whatever, just like, oh, hey, I can do this and start to yeah. just realize, oh, wait, this is what I should have been doing all along. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> like myself, I got I kind of I had a, I got my first guitar when I was like 10 or 11. It was, oh, a, nice. it was a cheap little acoustic guitar. And like it was so cheap that about three years later, I was just sitting in my room one day and it was propped up against the wall across the room. And I'm sitting in my room watching television, and suddenly there's this like insane racket, and pieces of wood and crap are flying at me. I'm like, what the hell? Oh, like a bomb had gone up. The bridge, the little part on the bottom where the strings hook in at the on the body of the guitar, yeah, just, just uh, decided to snap and just uh, explode. And all the tension from all those strings just ripped it apart, and it just sh shattered into like that little piece of wood just shattered into like a million freaking pieces, uh -huh. sent pieces flying all across the room, strings flying up in the air and flopping around. Uh, oh, it was insane. I was like, what the hell? So I, I didn't have one for a couple of years. And my grandfather bought me a, a guitar, a new one, a new acoustic guitar, a nicer one. It's a Martin. Oh. And I got it for my 15th birthday. Oh, nice. And I still have it today. <laughs> I'm 48 now. Wow. <laughs> Over okay, 30 years. So. That's great been around a while but i got away from it for a long time i would be times i would go for months i wouldn't even pick up a guitar and oh, yeah. several times over the years has been like that and it's only been the last really about the about five or six years ago i kind of started really trying to get more into learning the instrument the theory behind it and all that and then yeah. over the last like two or three years now since i first started my first band i've really kind of gotten way more into it so into it yeah yeah but it, it, I'm, I'm in my late 40s now, but I'm like, it's never too late. Hell, I hadn't heard no fat lady sing yet. So. Oh, yeah. No, it's never too late, especially with music. That's the beautiful thing about it. You can start at any time and make great music, you know? No, oh, like Ethan Richards is still making music. So yeah. He's only like 472 years old. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> but yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> you want um, to school Moses. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, for real. Um, I did have a question for you. You said, um, yeah, five, six years you took a break. Was it just like a creative block that occurred? 
and you had to just take some time off or no i had like not really pursued music seriously for a long time and i'd kind of uh, yeah. i would every once in a while i would like start picking up the guitar and practicing a little regularly maybe even write a few riffs and kind of learn a little bit some about some alternate tunings and stuff and then okay. i'd put it down and it'd be another several months before i'd come back around to it sometimes it'd be like a year or two i wouldn't play hardly at all uh, and, then, okay. and then i would go just in spurts over the years over like 20 plus years mm-hmm. and uh that's kind of where I got to where I'm at now. I'm like sitting here. I'm, yeah. I, I'm sitting here right now. I can, I'm staring at three guitars and an electronic drum kit and two oh. amps. And I'm like, okay, I'm things have changed a little bit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Do you have like a, uh, a little station for you, all your music stuff? Yeah. My apartment is like, I have like the living and dining area, then the kitchen, mm-hmm. the kitchen's the kitchen, but like the dining area is where I'm sitting now with my desk and my computer and my, big amp and one of my guitars and then like half of my living room is like where the drum kit is and the other guitars <laughs> on the stands over there and then i've got like a little love seat and a chair over there in front of a tv <laughs> yeah, on, the, yeah. on the other side of us i guess yeah, that's, that's just kind of where i lounge a little bit but this is where i i live over here where the music stuff is <laughs> well, yeah, yeah it's basically like that for my room too it's like my room is basically my equipment <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, people come here and they're like they might not think this looks like a living room, but it's like, uh, it's a living room if this is how you're living. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, no. <laughs> it's, it's been funny that I like kind of got so far away from it. And I, I tried to like convince myself that I was, you know, more the like the numbers guy, the engineering type guy. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and I, I finally had to like, I didn't really know myself that well for a long time. And I've, yeah. I have had a massive self-awareness burst over the past, like about the past decade, actually. And uh, like, I know me better than ever now, but uh, I just, I tried to do what I was supposed to do, you know, toe the line, get the, get the degree, get the good job, uh-huh. go work for a place, you know, and do your thing and get, have, get married, have some kids and, and you know, yada, yada, yada. Got married, got, had a great kid. My, my daughter is like my favorite person in the world, but Got divorced from her mother about four years yeah. ago, and uh, I started doing my own thing and realized, wow, I kind of like there's a place for all that, but I mm-hmm. kind of left a piece of me out of the equation for a long time. Yeah. So yeah, man, yeah, and that's I mean, kind of with what I was d- during that like period 2017 2018. That's kind of where I was stuck at too. I was still in the process of kind of learning the music. Um, I didn't, I, I didn't go to like school or anything. I, I, I literally picked YouTube as a great, <laughs> a great, oh, man, yeah. oh my gosh. They literally have like full lessons on mixing, mastering, things like that. So I, I really took off there. And I, just, I know and it doesn't matter what DAW you're using. You, you look up like, how do I, you know, add a compressor and what are the compressor settings yep, in, yep. In, in Pro Tools or in whatever one you happen to be using, you know, and you mm-hmm. look at the search that in YouTube and there'll be somebody that does a, has a video up explaining you exactly how you do what you want to do. Yep. Uh, I, I use, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Apple kind of guy. I do work at the, like the Apple store too. So I, I use Logic, but I, I do want to like start getting into Pro Tools a lot more, just because I know with like 
standard studios they use that a lot but that's what i've been doing now as i've been just trying to cross learn different uh daws and software which is a little bit easier than i thought because once you understand all the terminology it's just basically figuring out the software itself yeah. <laughs> like in terms of where things are at so that's yeah. where i'm at there so <laughs> If you know what reverb does, if you know what a compressor does, if you know the effects and stuff, you just have to learn where they're at on that particular software. Software, yep, exactly. So, and sometimes I do have to go back to kind of, because I take like a note logs of all like terms and things like that. Sometimes I do go back to the beginning in terms of compressor, looking at all like all the terminology for the ratios, the attack, the release, um, all of that. So it's it's nice, but yeah, I literally took took up with youtube i was like i'm, I'm gonna start trying to learn it and then i, I just kind of got hooked that's how you know if you you want to do this music as if you're excited about watching sessions of how to do certain things so <laughs> that's how i got i got excited start watching youtube sessions and things like that and here i am <laughs> And see, that's the kind of stuff that i really never got into until just very recently like i i never was really that big on I know people that are complete tone maniacs. They like yeah. every little nuance of their tone. Yeah. Like, like on the guitar, like I play, and and uh, but I've never really put that much thought into it. And like I look at my my head unit on my amp here, and it's got one, two, three, four, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine knobs on the front of the thing. Oh. And, and like eight buttons to a solid state head unit, and uh, yeah. and I'm like I don't know what half this crap does. I can <laughs> I can understand bass, treble, and and mids, but yep. um, beyond that, I'm like, what the hell? What is a flanger? I don't even know what that does. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't even know what to do with it to get my sound where I want it. So yep. my sound isn't exactly where I want it. So I'm like, okay, I, I know what I want it to sound like, but I don't know what to turn to make it go there. So yeah. I've been having to learn a lot of that as of late. And it's, whew, it's been quite an education. Yeah, I, I do have a question for you as well. Um, like, I was looking to go into, like, because I do a lot right now of mixing, mastering, um, but I don't do too much of, like, instrument play. So I was looking, because one of my roommates have a lot of guitarists, so I was looking to get into, like, guitar playing so I can start kind of producing that. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have, do you have any advice in terms of kind of starting? Is it, is it finding like what you like is it looking somewhere because i'm right now for the guitar i'm kind of lost at where to start because there's so many different sources resources yeah so i'm I'm just youtube alone youtube alone there are at least hundreds probably thousands of guitar instructors on there and Mm -hmm. everybody has their own style it's going to kind of depend on who you vibe with on there who you vibe with yeah okay yeah personally like there was one guy that, and he's not even really doesn't even really play my style of music, but he was, as he's really good at explaining what he's doing. He doesn't get too deep into theory, but he kind of touches on it some here and there. So you can, once you do start learning some theory, you can like make sense of it. Like, oh, I get that now. Yeah, but, you can look those up and yeah, think, and, yeah, yeah. And his name's Marty Shorts. Marty Shorts. Marty Schwartz. It's Schwartz. It's a, oh. a Jewish name. The S H S S H W A R T Z. It's Marty Schwartz music or Marty music or something like that is what his YouTube channel is. I, he was on a different one for a while, and I think he had kind of like a falling out with those people over there, and then he kind of went off and did his own thing. But uh, okay. you know, Marty Schwartz is like, and he's just pretty much a solid just blues 
based player he'll teach you a lot about like the basic pentatonic scales and the shapes of those and uh, and and the even just beginning strumming patterns and such and he's uh, like for a beginner he's great and he's really thorough okay and i i think i'm oh man he has yeah i think i looked up he has really good ratings and whatnot too. yeah he's oh, been around man. for a long time i've been i've been watching marty's for at least about six or seven years now. And he has uh, his own website with a premium service. So if you want to get real serious about taking less and not really taking lessons, I think he might actually do Skype lessons too, but yeah. uh, but if you want to get his more in-depth courses and stuff, he has those for sale on his website too. Man. Yeah. I'm looking at, Oh man. Thank you for that. Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I got uh, really good ratings too. Okay. Awesome. I'll definitely have to um, look up his videos and see what's going on there. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Boy. So okay, so let's start digging into your Spotify a little bit. Yeah. Because here you are. Your first release is in 2018. You said that was winter of 2018. Um, was that like the end of the year or the beginning of the year, like January, or was that like December? Oh yeah, that was that was in uh, that was in December of 2018. That was when the EP dropped. I did drop a couple of singles before then, um, like on services, um, but I didn't. I just kind of dropped them, like just to have them there, just to, for people to listen to. But yeah, um, it was the winter time of 2018, so it was December of 2018. Yeah. Wow. So less than a year and a half ago now. Yep. See, that's that's what caught my eye mainly because I, well, first off I thought you're, you're and this is coming from I'm I'm a casual hip hop uh, enthusiast I'm not deep into it but I know yeah. like the, the 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 mainstream stuff that everybody knows but yeah um when I heard your stuff I was like my god this dude's got some mad flow and it's like just crazy good and uh Thank you, I, and I got to look in and realize that you've been at it this less than two years I wasn't sure the the month at the time but there's less than a year and a half I come to find out. Mm-hmm. And you've got tracks like your top track has over ten thousand listens, and you're getting over five thousand listens a month currently. It's like, yeah, like wow, he's just like really taking off fairly well. It's, I mean, it's early still, but you can, you, I could tell from your the quality of the product that you're producing and the numbers that you're starting to see that there's something there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thank you. Yeah, and. Um, I wasn't I when I dropped uh, the the new my new single no competition I I did want it I didn't expect it to do this good I mean it's still there's still a lot of room for improvement but that's your I, newest one yeah that's the newest one no competition wow that's uh, the one that just blew up it's got over ten thousand hits yeah that was the the one that blew up um Grim did really good too as well I. Um, I thought I wasn't going to get any listens on that. And that's that's kind of what put me in that position to say, hey, okay, I do have something there. Um, but, yeah, that's when the Grammy P, once I got a lot of positive feedback, even from my parents, <laughs> from my wow. mom. So I was like, whoa, nice. this is actually pretty good. But then she was <laughs> like, hey, if you need help with anything, I was like, no, that's just me expressing myself through music. So, yeah. We're okay. But <laughs> so that is my help. That's my therapy right there. Yeah, that's my therapy right there. When I'm people close. ask me, like, are you okay? I'm like, I- I'm good. This is how I express what I'm feeling. And it feels great when I do it because I'm releasing all, all anger, things like that through music. <laughs> That's funny because I just this morning posted on Facebook uh, just a random post. I said, yeah, I went to therapy yesterday. 
And by that, I mean I cracked a beer and cranked the amp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just about every day on this quarantine, I'm like, whoop. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, there, has, there hasn't been a quarantine day go by yet that I haven't drank. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've drank more than I've ate. Yeah, oh my gosh, yeah, no. I'm like, oh, what should I do? Mm, we'll grab a beer. <laughs> Get to work. <laughs> it's actually like almost one o'clock in the afternoon before I started drinking today. So I'm, I'm proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. We got nothing else to do, right? <laughs> exactly. It's not like I'm driving anywhere. Yeah. Well, I've, I've, I have driven to the store a couple of times, just like a few blocks away. There's a grocery store. And I've kind of run out of stuff because I didn't stock up before this. And like I probably should have like everybody else did. I think a lot of people overly stocked, but that's another story. We all know yeah, about that, yeah. all the toilet paper thing. But you know, I've made a couple of runs to the store. About every three or four days over the past few weeks, I've, I'll get out and make a quick run up to the store, grab a few things, and come back. And that's it. So that, other than that, I've been in the apartment or out walking my dog outside, and that's about it. Yeah, I go outside every now and then and see some sun. Uh, and then go right back inside. <laughs> What's the weather doing up there in Seattle? Because it's been erratic as hell here. Oh, yeah. Um, right now, it's it's around 58 or 60. Um, so it's looking pretty good out right now. Um, our winter was kind of tough because it was a lot of rain. Just rain, basically. Yeah, but in <laughs> Seattle, isn't it always raining? <laughs> yeah, it's always raining. Um, but yeah, I used to actually, I did my, um, my training for military training and, um, are you in Texas? Yes. I'm, I'm in Fort Worth. It's right okay. Texas. Yeah. I was in, te- I, my first time ever going to Texas. Um, I was there for five months and the weather, I thought it was just going to be hot the whole time, but the weather was like hot, uh, cold, raining. Windy. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? <laughs> Where in Texas? Um, San Antonio. Okay, yeah, uh, I've been down there several times. It's it's not, uh, it's kind of crazy down there too. But it's, it is. And up here in Dallas area, it is kind of too. But I grew up out in West Texas near Lubbock, where it's up on the plains, so it's just uh, flat nothingness out there. Nothing. <laughs> and the, the weather patterns are even way more crazy out there because there's like nothing to stop the wind. So when they start blowing through the air, it's gonna do whatever the hell it's gonna do, and no, uh, there's no stopping it. Literally, oh. I, I saw it one day in like December. It was like not long after we got up, it was like 60 degrees outside. Pretty nice winter day. Yeah, and yeah. The, the wind picked up ahead of the front and it started a, a dust storm. So it's a sandstorm oh. in the air. You can't, you know, you can barely see past the end of the driveway out the front door. Man. And then the rain came and it hit. So it's washed the dirt down out of the air. So it's just pouring down rain now. The rain slacked up and it turned to kind of like a mist. The temperature dropped below 30. And next thing I know, it's snowing. Oh, wow. (laughs) But but then the snow stopped and it it just like a little dusting and it melted off and it was back up to almost 50 again before sunset. That's crazy. (laughs) You just had all, every. Every type of weather condition you you can see, you got it there. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, in one, one day. Yeah, it Man. was insane. But like here, last Saturday, a week ago, like uh, was it nine days ago now? Saturday morning, it was like 41 degrees. And wow, what? Where are we having this next cold snap from again? Dang it! I and know. Uh, it was 
it was kind of chilly through Saturday and Sunday, and then Monday it was up into like 60s. Tuesday it's 95. Holy Wednesday it's 98. Holy. And it's in the 80s for Thursday and Friday, and into Saturday. Saturday night the temperature drops like a stone. No, Sunday nights the temperature dropped. And by this morning, it was down in the like right at 40 again. <laughs> Holy cow! In a span of a week, you go from a coat to short and shirts and sandals to a coat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you don't have seasonal attire here. You have to keep everything out in your closet all year round. <laughs> well, except for July and August, you can pretty well bet that it's not going to get cold then. Oh yeah, it's going to be a hundred probably down there, huh? Oftentimes, yes. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't remember exactly what year it was, but it was somewhere around like 2012 or 13 that mm-hmm. we hit a, a record for the number of 100 plus degree days. And it was like 63 or something like that. Oh, and yeah, it was insane. <laughs> That's rough. And I think we caught a record for the number of consecutive 100 plus degree days that year, too. It was oh, it was brutal. And it was that days it would be like 113. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I wouldn't even leave the house. <laughs> yeah, from Seattle, it'd, it'd be a hell of a shock to you. <laughs> yeah, I would. It, and it's and it's fairly humid here. Not as bad as it is down south. Like even San Antonio is worse, but then like Houston is way worse. But Ooh. it's still fairly humid here, so that heat just sticks to you, and you, even sticks sweating doesn't help. And I sweat super easy too. So same here. Oh man. <laughs> wow. So uh, who do you work with? Do you pretty much a solo act, or do you have um, do you have producers and such that you work with that um, beat makers or? Yeah. So um, in terms of like the beat making and whatnot, um, I do. It's very fortunate because like a lot of my best friends like are does music as well. Um, one of my roommates um, actually makes beats. His name's Wesley, super nice producer. Um, another guy that makes beats as well is one of my friends. His name is Angel, but he goes by Kodo. Um, makes crazy beats. Um, so yeah, he, it's super nice because they kind of know what I what I like and what I like to go to right. in terms of beats. Um, so they'll just they'll message me at like either through text and like hey. I just made a beat. Check it out. If you like it, I'm like, boom, okay. Um, but I do have through like networking and stuff, mainly on like engagement chats on Twitter. Um, I found a, a few more producers that um, are really nice, really good. I've done a couple of songs to theirs. So um, in terms of the beats, um, I do have two main guys that I go to for them. But I, I mean, I have an ear for a wide range of like different beats. So um, if I'm not going through um, engagement chats asking for beats, I'll even sometimes just go to YouTube to look at some beats to see mm-hmm. what's going on. Um, because it's really easy uh, nowadays to contact um, like the beat makers whenever you're looking for one. Right. Um, but yeah, in terms I've, of- I've done that with like, drum lines. Oh, yeah, yeah. If I want to just like, get a drum drum line to play over i'll yep. just go there and just play it on youtube i haven't actually gotten one from them to record over yet but I, i'll do that sometimes just for practice time i'll just pull up some random drum beat and go to town on it go to town on it yeah <laughs> youtube is just great i i youtube is great for musicians i i tell people go to youtube in terms of searching for stuff even beats looking for drums things like that 
Uh, it's really nice. <laughs> if there's any song on the planet you want to learn how to play. Huh? Say that again? Exactly uh, how to do it. So, I found a few that, that I, I couldn't find a video for, but very few. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, in terms of like who else I work with, um, I do, I mean, we have our own little group um, that I was telling you about within my kind of best friends that we make music. Um, but I do have a couple of groups that I'm affiliated with as well, um, where it's just a music making community. Um, so it, it's called Death or Desire. Got some really nice producers, artists in them, um, but they've been helping me too as well. Anybody want to shout out, man, feel free. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, of, of course. I'm Wesley, that's my guy. Um, beat maker, shout out Wesley. Kodo, of course, another beat maker. Um, all of my group that I hang out with, A, A Town, he's another nice rapper that I got a couple of tracks on actually on my EP. He's on one of the songs. Um, uh, my friend Lawrence, he's also on one of the songs. Um, and uh, one of my friends, Greg. Uh, they're actually in the house, like downstairs, but I had to shout them out because nice. <laughs> that was my oh, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, I mean, a few more people. Um, I mean, but mainly, mainly them because they've been kind of the support system, um, but always supporting me from 2017. So um, they'll always be there with me in terms of that music making process. So yeah, shout out, shout out all y'all. <laughs> You, you see how how I do on Twitter, man. So you know I'm all about just sharing the love. I'm not I'm not trying to look for any anything back from from it. I'm just just okay. sharing. So oh, feel yeah. free to shout out whoever comes to mind. And and if you want to shoot me their uh, like their Twitter handles or whatever after with this, I'm gonna send, shoot you a message after this asking you you know for an image to use on the website and various other things. So anybody else that you want to shout out, you want to put their Twitter handles in there, I'll drop those in too. So. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'll, I'll definitely do that. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely, man. It's all about spreading the love as far and wide as we can. I appreciate that. And I, <laughs> I learned, I learned that's the way to actually go up in this music industry because with the music industry, I, I feel like everyone can succeed. So sharing the love just gets more recognition, more exposure to other people. I mean, being nice is cool. I, I don't. I, I just like being nice. I like connecting. It's always nice meeting more people um, who has different angles to music. So I'm always looking to expand. At first, I used to not do that. I used to be closed off, and it did affect it did affect my music making process. So yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I, I love spreading the love. <laughs> It's a learning process. You've got to realize you got to get in it and see how things work and then go, oh, OK, I get this now. And you've got yeah. it, I can tell. So. <laughs> and all the people that I see on Twitter and on Spotify and everything that are really starting to move, make moves, they're the ones that are that are out there. They're sharing everybody else's stuff way more than they're putting their own stuff out Stop. there. And they'll drop their own links here and there or have a pinned tweet or two, you know, once in a while. But but it's mostly them sharing. Yeah. Other people. Mm-hmm. And that's been a general theme with my last several guests now. And it's it's something that I'm really seeing being a bigger and bigger trend that's really growing on Twitter, especially because Twitter seems to be like the spot where it's this a spot. lot of musicians are really congregating and 
really helping blow each other up, putting mm-hmm. each other on everywhere they can. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Twitter is the that social networking platform for it. So, yeah, I um, it's been happening a lot, and it's nice to see. It's nice to see people like, actually taking a chance, listening to other artists' music, and actually um, sharing that. So it's always nice. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like with the playlists that I've done so far, and they've been kind of wide reaching. I haven't been real discerning. I'm, I'm about to go into the next step where I'm going to be like, okay, now these are the like, these are the fire acts that you need to really mm-hmm. need to pay attention to on the next round here coming up real soon. But, um, you got some good like, songs, by the way. You got some, you got some good songs on that quarantine's playlist. There is so much different stuff on there, and there's a few that are like, yeah, and they're kind of mediocre. And there, were, there were a couple that just, they just were not good enough to even put on there. I was like, I just can't do that. But I, I didn't go yeah. tell them that. I just, I just kind of passed by their tweets and, yeah. and, and just kept going. But I listened to it, and I was like, oh, man, no, I can't do that. <laughs> That's, yeah, yeah. That sounds a little too amateur. Yeah, no, I it's I I just made a playlist. I just so I can have new music to listen. I made a playlist a couple weeks ago. It comes basement with her. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, everybody is doing so much to help each other, and it's just it really makes me feel good. I'm, and this whole crisis brought the community together so much more because we're all trying to struggle and trying to lean on each other for support, and it's just really like. I've been saying this for a while now, the last few weeks that so sorry if I sound like a broken record, but yeah, yeah. I really feel like oh, that's mainly for the people that are listening that have just listened to me say this like for the last three or four episodes. But mm-hmm. um, I really feel that when this whole crisis passes and things start getting back to normal, that the m- indie musicians are going to be rising up way bigger than they ever did before because they're yeah. kind of figuring out how this game works you work with each other you lean on each other you help support each other and you also on the same token you get more engaged with your fan base you talk with them you interact with them and mm-hmm. all that together is really going to oh yeah this. because the people who are already been winning for a while now there's a lot of people who are starting to figure that out now Mm-hmm. this time that are like oh now i get it <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and they may not even be conscious of the of that you know that to that level to realize what's happening in that whole progression there but mm-hmm. but i'm watching it and i'm seeing it a lot and i mean oh, yeah. like a lot like by the thousands literally of artists oh, yeah. that are just figuring this out and going oh now i get it yeah and it, it's super nice to see um it, it's it kind of sucks that it took a corn i mean i feel like it would have happened still um but it, it kind of sucks that it took like a quarantine or a, a pandemic epidemic to do this but nonetheless it just it, accelerated the process it's, yeah it's part of the process you know so yeah I'm, it's nice to see everyone all indie artists kind of um looking after each other um because it's kind of what you have to do in the music industry being an independent artist who's kind of doing everything on your own you know <laughs> absolutely and that's how everybody starts out so yeah yeah exactly there was, there was at one point well, i don't know because he was like on tv and stuff i was starting to say drake started out that way but 
probably not because he was like you know a TV star when he was like what a teenager still I think so. Yeah, he, was like, I, I, he he had money and people and backing around him from the get. So yeah, he did. He did. But yeah. most everybody else started on their own. Mm-hmm. I mean, Puffy or P Diddy or whatever they're calling themselves these days. Um, he, yeah, I don't know what he's calling himself now. <laughs> I'd have a pot to piss in when he started, you know. All the yeah. hip hop guys that we know they're huge, like Ice and uh, and uh, Eminem and yep. like all those guys, and then like all the rockers from like my era, all the like guys that I really listened to, like Metallica. Those at mm-hmm. one point where Metallica and Anthrax were sharing a like two room apartment. Wow, that's nine dudes. Nine <laughs> living in a in a two room apartment in New York just because so they could afford to live there and really start hitting clubs there and well Anthrax was from there and Metallica was West Coast but Metallica moved over there for a while and was living with them for for like several months or a year or something like that in that little place just living on ramen noodles wow. just to get themselves out there so to yeah. pick up some East Coast you know fan base so that, yeah. Almost everybody started at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I, I, I Even mean, though Drake's I the one that's not started at the bottom and now we're here. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, started from the bottom. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, uh, it, I guess, you know, like, I started from the middle, kind of caught a lucky, couple lucky <laughs> now we're here. It doesn't really have the same ring to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's true, though. <laughs> it is. But I'm no, not taking anything away from him, man. He's had one hell of a career. Oh, man, he's making hits. He's so prolific, man. He puts out music. Oh, yeah. He's um he's a hit maker now. It was a couple years ago. He released like 100 songs in one year. He released oh. 100 songs in one year. Dang. That's just insane. Insane That's pace. Insane. That's insane. <laughs> Absolutely, man. And I'm, that, man. That's, that's, that's a dedication. lot of songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like my band has like eight songs. <laughs> yeah, no, no. And I, I joined the band last year, so I don't even think I know them all. <laughs> I think I know like six of them. Hey, that's the dedication, hard work. I'll give that to Drake. He he, he does that. He works hard. Oh man, he's a hustler from the word go. Yeah, he's a hustler. <laughs> Nonstop. Yeah, for sure. Oh man. So um. What do you have coming up? And and you have uh, releases you're planning. Yeah, so um, I I was going to drop a project, um, full fledged project, thirteen songs, on the 25th of April that I planned out since the winter time, but it's I don't know for the type of the project it is. Um, I think I'm all postpone that until after this kind of all blows over in the next few months but i have came out um kind of with a plan i'm dropping some singles here actually um the next couple of weeks to celebrate the 10,000 streams on spotify i'm gonna drop a song um that's gonna be it's gonna be really cool people are gonna like it it's definitely different um and then i am going to drop another one a month after that's gonna be different too as well it's gonna have more kind of like a, a dance hall theme um it's really it's really nice i I like it a lot kind of like drake (laughs) kind of like the the drake thing but um really nice song but the next song that's dropping is i i get more into my kind of the lyrical uh my lyrical ability a little bit more um just because that's how i started i just started rapping on boom bap beats you know old 90s beats 
Um, so this one, the next release is definitely going to be something more lyrical, something that makes you think. Because um, sometimes I want to drop an upbeat song, um, dancehall song like that, emotional songs. This one, I just kind of wanted to show people the range that I have. I'm like, oh, I can make turn up songs, but I can break it down for you too. Um, and give you some bars there. So I'm excited for this next one because it's 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 going to be more of a lyrical one, more of like boom bap type, but it does have my own unique twist to it. So I'm excited for that one. Hello? Oh, crap. I forgot I, I muted the microphone a minute ago when I sneezed. I did that the other day too. Sorry. I thought I'd lost connection because my my computer's been like I don't know. I guess the internet's been kind of glitchy because it's been dropping out. Tell me a poor connection up here, but it it hasn't dropped the call yet. So yeah. Okay. Um. Did you hear anything of what I said? Happened. Just, just so you know, if it does, I'll hit you back. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was. I heard the whole thing. It just. Oh, okay. I, cool. I, cool. I had my microphone muted. Is all. Oh. Okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like talking back to you there for a second, and then you were like, "Hello." I was like, "Oh, crap!" Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Uh oh, we cut out." <laughs> but yeah, that's that's. I think it, it sounds yeah. it's good that you have a plan moving forward. Yeah, um, I was really bummed. I mean, I had it. I had the project line up, and then the two concerts. So it was gonna be perfect. Um, I mean, things happen, you know. Um, but I do have backup plan um with those songs i'm gonna drop some visuals for them too um because that's a lot of what you got to do now you got to have pretty nice cover art to attract people you gotta have some sort of visuals now to kind of get people into the music kind of make them feel it a little bit more with visual representations of it um so i'll have i have visual um feeds to it too as well so i'm i'm, I'm excited are you doing any youtube videos yet I am. I started. That's one thing that I haven't really started too much on. Um, I am in the process of making my first like music music video, which I'm really excited for. I was actually supposed to do that too, but with what happened, right. uh, the videographer was like, uh, "We're gonna have to wait," which I completely understand. Um, but I do have um, um, a video on a couple videos on YouTube. They're AMVs, they're animated like music videos, which are still super cool. Uh, I'm a big anime guy, so um, the no competition song that I dropped last um, like last month, I actually made a, a animated music video to it, um, customized it, edited it on my own. Um, so yeah. Nice. Yeah, so it's it's pretty cool. It's up on YouTube, but yeah, I'm that's the biggest. I'm starting it to get into the music video process um, there, so um, that's gonna be fun. I, the nice thing is, shout out Mitch. He's actually one of my other roommates and best friends. Um, he's been getting into videography too as well. So um, while we've been away, we've been plotting some things in terms of what we can do on our end to kind of jumpstart that video process, which is really awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. You were talking about visuals, and that just led me to the YouTube. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's the one thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, YouTube is it's the second largest search engine on the in the planet right now, and oh. behind Google, and it's just insane. So yeah, 
And I used to not be that much of, in terms of going on YouTube and watching videos, I do it all the time, but I didn't realize how important like posting stuff on YouTube, music, things like that uh, was too, until um, I watched a video of how they break down the numbers and stuff. I was like, wow, YouTube is that important. <laughs> yeah. And you're, if you just post stuff on YouTube and I'm sure you know this, but this is for everyone listening uh, that might not. Um, if you just go post a video on YouTube and let it sit there, you're going to be lucky if it gets three or four views. Yeah. Honestly, a lot of, a lot of my videos don't have a lot of views on it that I've done so far on YouTube over just the past few months, because I have, I've kind of promoted them a little bit right when they went, came out and got a few views here and there. And, but I haven't continued to like drive a steady stream of traffic. Mm hmm over there because I'm of the podcast and other stuff that I'm working Yeah. You'd be lucky if three people ever see the dang thing because it's so much. I heard it said here, uh, and this was a couple of years ago, so I'm sure it's even more than this by now, but they said that every day the volume of videos that are uploaded to YouTube is greater than every broadcast television show that has ever aired combined. Holy moly. <laughs> yeah. That is crazy. Every broadcast TV show from the since the 50s and all that volume of broadcast TV, I'm not counting cable and everything else has been out there, but just regular broadcast television, I may even be cable numbers, I don't know, but um, and put it all together and that much is or more than that is uploaded to YouTube every day wow i i did not know that <laughs> that is so the volume is so much it's hard to you know it, there's so much other volume out there you've got billions of videos and you're in competition with literally billions and mm -hmm. videos that are getting billions of views too so it's like one end of the spectrum of the other or something mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's um i figured that out for my verse video when i just kind of posted it i was like okay let's see what it does it was like 10 views. I was like the month in, I was like, oh man. So yeah, um, I definitely, I'm definitely trying to get more on the YouTube thing, but I'm also thinking about, hey, promo promotions, thing, getting engagement in the videos by posting, um, submitting videos, things like that. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um, even taking like, clips of it take a clip of your video so you don't mm -hmm. send them the whole thing but take the video and cut a clip out of it of like a 30 second clip or whatever mm -hmm. and drop that clip in on facebook natively it, so you can like use you can add it to groups you can do watch parties with it and things like that nature so you have a little bit more freedom and mm -hmm. native video native video in facebook is ranked higher by their algorithm than like a YouTube link is. So oh, if, you, okay. if you put if you put that clip in there, it will versus a YouTube link, it will pull more eyeballs, and then you direct them over to YouTube to go see the rest of it. Ooh, okay. That, thank you for that. I I'm I'm definitely gonna try that. I didn't I didn't think about that. <laughs> I mean, Facebook's kind of hit or miss. It, it, it depends on your genre, really. Like. Country is huge on Facebook, but it's oh, mostly really? older people. So mm -hmm. it was a lot of younger, you know, country artists too. Like when I first started this, like I, I set up there's a Quarantunes Facebook group that I've created for mm -hmm. all this process, and uh, um, uh, post on my on the Autonomy Talent Facebook page about it, and just like 
all kinds of stuff. It's crazy. But at least half of the people I was getting from Facebook that were submitting songs were country artists. I was like, wow, that, that's unusual. <laughs> I didn't realize country was still that predominant over there. But yeah. apparently it is. And that's where, but you don't see a, you see some country over on Twitter, but not and not all the like that was like I got like three days. It took me three days to catch up on that one tweet from yeah. all the people who dropped links on it. And I'm I don't I think that I think there's still some that I still haven't finished. And that was like four days ago I started. So, oh, man, I bet you, <laughs> yeah, oh, it's crazy. You got a lot of replies though. <laughs> oh God, yeah, a lot. <laughs> Literally yeah. hundreds, but there was uh maybe a handful, like five or six country artists out of all of that. So. Yeah, I I don't hear too many country on Twitter. I I do on Facebook. Um, I've been trying to get engaged more on Facebook because I did see an article about how Facebook is for like videos and things like you said. So um, that's why I wanted to get into Facebook more in terms of promoting my music there as well. And the Facebook lives that everybody's doing now, a lot of people are a lot of people are not, they're just kind of turning the camera on, playing a song or two and saying, hi, I'll see y'all next time and dropping. It's like, that's okay. And you'll get a few people to watch your stuff, but I, there are some people that are doing it right. And I appreciate mm-hmm. what they, what they're doing is that they'll turn on the cameras and it'll be the, either just one person or there might be two or three people there. However, they happen to be doing it and um, they'll sit and talk with the audience and they'll watch the comments and they'll respond and they'll actually engage with the audience for a while. Then they'll play a song and then they'll stop and just hang out and visit with the audience, with the people watching (laughs) and back to another song. And that engagement is critical. I mean, if if you're not doing that, you're missing out on more than half of the benefit of doing that live. Doing that live. Yeah. Because you might have some people who come in, they'll watch it for a few minutes, they'll bounce and they're never going to come back around again. You might not yeah. ever see them. They might not ever see you again. But if you've engaged with them and they'll they'll stick in their mind and then the next time they see you would pop up in a watch party somewhere they're like, "Oh yeah, and that's 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 keep on. Yeah. Let's yeah, go check yeah. him out." And I need to cuz that's one thing I haven't done either is the the live video spectrum um, which a lot of my my, um, my buddies on engagement chats is telling me to do. So I, I I haven't thought about it like that, but yeah, that's 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 big time. I do see a lot of engagement from other artists doing that too through live live show like live outings through Instagram and Facebook. So that's really cool. Yeah, there's this band that I've just recently gotten to know over the, just a, like the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. They're they're a, a younger like punk rock band from New York. Oh, and, and uh, uh, do you have the name for them? Real high energy, um, female fronted rock band, a punk rock band. The hard hitting, you know, four on the floor, boom, 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 and but okay. with more melodic type vocals over it. And, and her husband plays bass and sings backup vocals also. So they, the two of them, have been doing lives like all this time during this quarantine. But I didn't realize until I'd kind of gotten watching and paying attention to what they were doing. They've been doing that for a long time. They've been uh, for the last couple of years. They've been doing this. I have a weekly, like Tuesday night live broadcast they do on Facebook. Oh, and cool. they and, and they do like what I was talking about. They sit and they talk and they like they'll engage for like the whole week leading up to it on Twitter, saying you know, hey, take room requests for cover songs or whatever you want to play some of our songs, whatever. And then they they put together a little set list and they've been doing just acoustic sets, you know, for the last several weeks now because just the 
the husband and wife there that yeah. are doing it. And he's got an acoustic guitar and she's singing. He's singing some harmonies for her. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's still pretty dang cool. And uh, they, they sit and they talk with the fans. They engage with the comments that they're seeing on their screen and all that. And then they'll do a song and they'll come back and engage. And they'll do like probably four or five songs typically you know, over the course of like a half an hour, 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then they end that one and they jump over and continue the show on their Patreon account. Oh. And that's one of the benefits to being a Patreon of theirs, a Patreon member uh-huh. of theirs. So. That's cool. Okay. So it's it has been working for them, and they told me I, I actually interviewed them a few weeks back for the mm-hmm. podcast. It's up. It's uh, it was episode seven. Mm-hmm. And, and um, they told me that they funded their last album with their Patreon account. Wow. So, so that's impressive. That is really impressive. Because there's a lot of money that goes into making projects and albums. <laughs> hmm. So that's that's awesome. That's definitely something that I want to incorporate more going going forward for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even if you don't have a whole lot to offer and you don't you don't get a whole lot of people for a while and it takes you a while to build it up. I mm-hmm. really like if you have any kind of music that's out there at all and you're doing anything you can have, find some kind of freebies, something to give away to entice people in to begin with. And then something, a little bonus material on a regular basis, like on a weekly basis or something to to give people a reason to subscribe and start a Patreon account. It's oh. it's easy to start. And you, I mean, if you have people coming in, signing on for a dollar a month to support mm-hmm. you. Wow, you've got 200 people eventually that come on there. There's 200 extra bucks in your pocket every month. That's you know that might pay for your gas to get the shows and back and stuff. But you yeah, know, eventually you get several thousand. You know, if you get really start gaining popularity, you get a few thousand people. You're making quite a bit of money. Money, and I'm gonna be honest. This is my first time ever hearing about Patreon. I'm looking it up now, and I'm like, wow. Really? Yeah, I'm. I don't know. For some reason, I've, I've I haven't heard of Patreon before. Basically, just people will pay like you can, and you can do tiers. You can do like a a one dollar tier. You get like your weekly live broadcast, you know, or whatever. Like or the second half, like bad, maybe you do something like Bad Mary does, and you do a, like thirty minutes public, and then thirty minute Patreon, mm-hmm. and that and that's it for the dollar a month. You get that, and like, but if you go jump up to the five dollar month, maybe you get like early access to releases. Maybe you get like I don't know, have some other kind of a bonus thing that they get there. And then maybe do a ten dollar a month one. They have like twelve tiers on there. They have a, a one, a five, ten, the twenty five, a hundred. I think they even have a thousand dollar a month tier. I doubt that anybody will ever do a thousand dollar a month to any band, but you never know. Somebody might want to someday. You never know. You never if know. If you don't if you don't have that tier there, they won't be able to to click it. So <laughs> Yeah. Wow, I thank you for that. I, I and I'm reading more on it right now. Man, that's awesome. This is an awesome platform. I didn't I did not know about this. It is. There's a uh, YouTube like uh, kind of comedian top guy. He does it's kind of like sketches that he does and does the videos and they're just over like still images that it's a little slideshow that he does and usually and he's talking over it. And his name is uh Buckley. His channel is Adosa Buckley. Adosa Buckley? Yeah, and he's he's hilarious. He does like a lot of he does calls his musical autopsies where he just like he makes fun of pop music and stuff, and it's <laughs> it's, it's all tongue in cheek, but it's just it's hilarious. And okay, and uh, <laughs> actually, my thing about Drake about started the middle, caught a couple lucky breaks. Now we're here. I actually stole that from Buckley. So <laughs> 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 I gotta give credit where credit's due there. But, 
that was from autopsy of his from years ago. But uh, he's been doing that for like probably eight years, and wow. just like a weekly video for like eight years. And he always did like a top ten worst songs of the year list in December. <laughs> oh, it's just hilarious. Oh. But he went on hiatus like over a year ago, and he came back just a couple months ago and started putting out stuff again, and finally started a Patreon account. And started set up like a one dollar tier and a five. No, I think he just started with a five dollar tier. That's all he had. Next thing you know, like as soon as he popped on, like within a couple of days, he had like two to three thousand people had signed up for the five dollar tier. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, that's ten to fifteen thousand a month right there. Just boom, immediately. Boom. I was like, wow! But of course he'd been, you know, he has a decade of building up that fan base. So. Yeah, yeah. But still, you know. <laughs> yeah, and after having gone on hiatus for over a year and to come back and jump to that level immediately, that was impressive. If he had done this before he went on hiatus, there's no telling what it would have done. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's awesome. Man. So, um, do you have – I meant to ask you this earlier when we were talking about your Spotify. Yeah. Do you have any idea? Did you do anything? Um, what can you tell us about that latest track of yours that popped over 10,000 listens all of a sudden? Oh, Is yeah. there anything that you can point to that contributed to that? Yeah. So, I mean, there's a few things. I One thing I, I did do my a lot of research in terms of submitting um, to Spotify playlists. Um, so curators playlists are so big for like plays and followers and things like that, because I mean, from that playlist, you get thousands of other listeners and things like that, toning, honing in on that playlist from there. They like the song, they'll click on the profile. So the first thing I started doing is I started submitting, um, through email, my song to playlists, literally, Hey, um, my name's Kevon, um, or artist out of Seattle. And I, I literally did this for about 60 or 70 curators. Um, took, took a while. Um, but basically the submission process, there's a couple of ways to do that. Um, now, luckily I have a couple of friends in that, that engagement chat that I talked to you about mm -hmm. who already had a list of 40 or 50, um, that they've done over their time doing it, um, that were specific to hip hop rap. Um, but, um, through just Twitter is a big one too. Um, literally from people just tweeting, Hey, um, drop your, we're making a playlist. That's, that's basically what I did. We're dropping a play. We're making a playlist. Um, please drop your links here. I would, I would actually just message them. And just because they, they get that notification, they see that I would message them like, Hey, um, I know you got a lot of people submitting your songs here, but I think this is the one um, that can um, potentially break up. Um, it's a really upbeat song. I kind of tell them about the song, and from there, um, I'll send that message. Now, you do get a lot of misses. I got a lot of misses. I got a lot of people um, that um, message me back. He's like, hey, not my type. Um, and some of the curators told me what they didn't like about it, which is very awesome for me because that lets me know. Going yeah, feedback is always good. Feedback is great. Um, Sometimes uh, the feedback is better than having getting, gotten on the list. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I basically, one of the guys I asked him, like, I basically asked him kind of what 
what made you not like the track and told me everything now and I was like okay thank you um that just makes me I like feedback so as a as a musician um you can always improve so I always like feedback there but um it was it was pretty much a grind in terms of like submitting though that's that's basically what I did I a lot of submissions through email um a lot of playlist submissions through um like Twitter um different sites there I did get a lot of it was really nice because through Instagram um there's a couple accounts that I follow um Life and Friends um and then another one who does kind of the music promotion thing but they kind of have their own like it's not like a label but they have artists that they've worked with before and things like that where they do shout outs and things um i got lucky with a couple of those um it was it was a lot of cement um like we talked about earlier at first i was dropping music and i wasn't really taking that extra step to try and expand my audience um i realized that the only way to connect is to talk <laughs> so I submitted a lot of my music. I think my big break as well is I, I got on a Phased Clan uh, playlist on Spotify. So Phased Clan is like a, a gaming, it's like an esports. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's like a, a big esports um, kind of community, but they have a Spotify playlist too um, that they actually put on the, uh, the playlist for a week, which was awesome um, because from there I got a whole bunch of different followers, got messages followers from twitter too um just saying that hey your your music's really good i was like ah thank you um so i i did catch a couple good breaks um it was a long process i got a lot of denials but it's basically networking through your social media platforms and kind of sending those emails through uh, submission curators and whatnot so um it was a lot of work people were like man it blew up but they didn't I, they didn't really see like hours I put in just submitting emails right. to curators like, hey, and I mean, I, I feel like over half of them probably didn't even reply to me, which is OK. I know they're probably busy with that, but it's I realized, hey, you got to take that step if you want to be recognized, at least if you want to get exposure, you have to do the work. And uh, that's what I did. <laughs> And just got to grind it out. That's all you can do, really, sometimes, just grind it out. And now it's 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 nice that I've done that because I've met so many, like, more people that like my music that are supporting me that are now putting me on playlists to, like, hey, next song you release, let me know so we can get that on the playlist. Um, so now going forward, it's going to be a, a, a lot easier because I've made those connections. I've, I've, I've grinded it out, and, and now I know – what curators reply back. <laughs> um, so I got I got a good understanding now of kind of how everything goes. Um, there's a, a few sites as well, too, that you can submit tracks, submit hub, um, dailyplaylist.com, things like that for free um, are really nice tools for getting your songs on playlists and things like that. But yeah, mainly all that I just said, sorry, I just kind of <laughs> oh, go, man, go! Yeah, you're bringing yeah. value to people, man. I'm, I'm letting you run with it. <laughs> yeah, hey, and that's the biggest. I, I mean, I'm, I'm still doing it. I, it's a lot of what I do every day. But you, if you want to get exposure, you have to engage. Even if you don't like to do it, you have to talk to people. You got to engage. You got to put in that work. Submit to emails, things like that. Um, because I mean, you. 
sure you'll get one out of every thousand like songs that are like one song just pop off by uh, a tweet getting you you see those tweets that a, a random song just goes off for a thousand retweets um, a lot of people hope that that's their song that that pops off like that but little do they know that only probably one or two percent uh, of those people are actually going to get massive exposure without actually going through that process of submitting to um, playlist curators, um, A&R management for company labels, things like that. So there's, there's no substitution for putting in the work. I mean, you've, oh, yeah. you're going to have to put in the work and that's yeah. just part of it. And even like people, a lot of people are under, not so much anymore, it's really trending away from this, but for the longest time, people were under this delusion that they could, like, just somehow magically an A&R guy would find them and think they were great and sign them to a label because they thought they were that great, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, and they would not have to worry about anything again but sitting down writing songs, going in the studio, and then going on tour. That's it. That's all they were ever going to have to do. And, yeah. <laughs> and it never really was that way, like, I, I use Motley Crue as an example a lot because they kind of seemed to do that mm-hmm. actually because they just kind of I don't know somebody saw them and like hey I like these guys and they blew up and they they were just known for excess and partying all the time and yeah. uh, and just being completely over the top of everything all yeah. about excess but that's the very 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 rare exception and you've got, you've got to put in the work you've got to do i mean even if you're like right now you had you've got to put in the work to even get to that level but yeah the, <laughs> but if you were to have picked up an A&R guy's attention you got to talk about it and you signed with like say big machine tomorrow mm-hmm. or any of the other major labels um that's just the first one that came to mind yeah yeah if you signed with them tomorrow they're not going to do a whole lot for promoting you after that. They're going to help fund your album and kind of help get you going on your tours and stuff like that. But promotion, yeah. they'll do some, like maybe some payment. They'll kind of help get you in the door to like get on like, you know, um, Fallon or something like that, maybe and mm-hmm. things of that nature. But you are still going to have to be the one on your Instagram, on your Twitter, on your Facebook page. You are still going to have to be the one doing that. That mm-hmm. doesn't go away. <laughs> You're still going to be putting in the work. <laughs> and, it, and it can't go away because you have to be authentic, man. That those that has to be from you. Yep. If you have some PR guy writing your tweets for you, people can see that. And it's just yep. they're going to discount it and they're not going to pay any attention. That's that just their tweets and just, just scroll right past them. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's crap. Yeah, yeah. Those automated – I know what you're talking about too. Those Those tweets that just look like – either someone a pr guy is just doing that or like automated tweets yeah um that's for sure i do want to say something about the anr to like other artists like like trying to get into this um of course i'm still in this process but just be wary of um like fake anr um a lot of people do that where they're like hey we can get you in connections with this this pay this amount um be wary of that because i mean they they are taking your money essentially um i've i've went across a couple of like fake a&r guys where pay to play things like that hey you pay me 250 dollars 
um, things like that. I'll play your songs to like labels and stuff. I just tell like up and coming artists to be careful of that because I've seen a lot of people get screwed over, frankly, for that. Um, and it's something that's increasing a lot now that a lot of more, a lot more independent artists are trying to get more exposure. Um, so that's what I would say tell artists like coming up and I'm still like going through it too. You know, I got to do my searches whenever someone hits me up saying, Hey, um, but yeah, I would tell like up and coming artists to like, be careful of that because they're just trying to take your money. Of course. Research before settling anything, coming to any agreements, things like that. Um, because yeah, (laughs) that's not fun. And I'm pretty sure that is covered under the payola laws uh, are you familiar with what happened with all that it was a long time ago no i do not it was uh actually back in the day dick clark was one of the biggest names involved in this thing so that tells you how long ago it was <laughs> um, i think this was like probably happened in the 70s or 80s some on around there it may have been a little bit earlier than that even but i'm pretty sure it was the 70s um there was a big racket going on for a long time that if you wanted your your uh the, the uh, your songs played on getting airtime on the radio stations. Mm-hmm. You could get them played on the radio if you had the money to do it, and you had uh, to pay to get your songs played on the radio, in the hopes that you know it would get exposure. Some label would hear it and think, "Hey, where are these guys?" and come sign you. But yeah. then it was a big racket going on for a long time, and like radio stations across the country, that had become the norm for a while. And where wow. if you wanted to get it, because like back in the fifties, like when Elvis was first coming around and all that stuff. You know, they they would hustle up and call up and go to the radio stations in person with demo tapes, you know, and like hounding them all the time. That was how you hustled back in those days, trying to get your, the word out about your stuff. Well, and it got to the point where they weren't even having to do that. It didn't matter how many, how much you bugged them, unless you had, you know, a couple grand to drop. They weren't playing your shit. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. And so that's they had to wind up passing laws. Look up the payola laws, and uh, it's that was a big thing. And I'm pretty sure what you're talking about would be classified as illegal under that category. If they're making you, if they're making you pay to get their songs, your songs played on their station, that shit's illegal. Yeah, it's not just wrong; it's freaking illegal. Man, I did not know that. <laughs> And even like right now, I'm a little leery. I've been seeing several of these accounts on Twitter, and I've kind of tried to talk to a couple of them to engage them a little bit to see what they're all about. And I seem to only get back like an automated reply. So um, yeah. that really makes me even more leery. But there's a lot of these accounts that are saying, you know, for hey, for like $15, we'll get you like, we'll promote you on Twitter for a week or something like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, yeah. It's, it's shady as hell sounding and there's no there's no way to verify any of it they don't you can't see what they've really accomplished mm-hmm. uh, I, I've tried to ask a few of them you know like hey what is what is your pricing plan if you had like say for like an agency came to you and had like like 15 artists that they represent and you want and we want to do a bulk rate with you and they just don't even reply yeah that's, that's, yeah that's what I thought <laughs> yeah, I've gotten a, I gotten a few of those automated like, hey, hey, um, I saw like because they'll have a tweet like that kind of baits artists in. They'll say, yep. hey, drop a, hey, we're looking for 
play like songs for our um, playlist or um, um, we're looking to promote some people on our Twitter account, Instagram and like drop your links and people are assuming, hey, if they like it, they're going to do it. And then that's when they hit you with the automated message. It's happened to me a few times like, hey, so it's going to be seventy five dollars. I'm like, nah, I'm OK. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, or some new account follows you and it's like they look like they're kind of promoting, helping to promote artists. And I, if you are out there helping to promote artists, I'm I'm all about fucking with you. But um, yeah, some of them you got to watch out for. You can kind of spot them by their profiles. Even it's yeah. it's it's. it's not that hard but yeah. like you you follow them back even though you're a little leery and then like they've got that one of those systems where it like automatically dms new followers yeah you, you you know what they're what they're doing there's nobody even monitoring that damn account if they do they yeah. pop in there once in a while to throw something on it and leave they're not paying attention they're not reading those dms and they might come in to check them to see if they've got any suckers on the line Why? and they don't if they've got any new dms incoming they'll check those and if they discount the ones that they don't want to fuck with and then they'll they'll hook onto the suckers that they can see mm-hmm. um, and so it's happened and it's happened to a few of the people in the chat they, it happened to me early on um i mean granted it was for ten dollars but you got me they didn't i thought they're gonna do a promotion i learned the hard way um just didn't reply back after <laughs> so yeah it's it's tough <laughs> there's people doing it on instagram now too they're saying oh we have like a hundred accounts that have a total of like 14 million followers and we'll yeah. we'll promote you we'll make sure you're shown on all those accounts for $20. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like nah. <laughs> nah, I don't think so, man. Yeah. Don't think so. But yeah, that was yeah, that's just one thing I wanted to tell artists. Um there's a there's a lot of different you just got to do the research. There's a lot of different ways to get your stuff promoted. Just be wary of those people that are just money hungry. <laughs> a do you do homework b make sure it's a it's a legit person there's someone you can talk to and that will engage with you and and when they are engaging with you feel them out a little bit if they seem shady they probably are yeah yeah <laughs> and look at the what they're doing look at their tweets look at what they're putting out there are they just is every one of their tweets the same thing saying hey we'll get you exposure Hey, yeah. we'll get you on playlist. Hey, we'll get you tweeted by 50, you know, accounts a day. If that's yeah. all their tweets are like that, just promoting their shit, stay away from those people because they're only trying to get suck money out of you. Guaranteed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you look at their Twitter account and you scroll forever and all you see is a bunch of tweets from other artists and you, they're just like tweeting out like – for example, what I do, I'm, I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but you you could scroll any one of my Twitter accounts right now, or especially the the um, find new artist ones, and that's all I do with it is retweet other artists. So mm-hmm. you can scroll for days, and that's all you're gonna find is retweets of other artists just all over the place. Mm-hmm. Well, then you, at least you know that they're they have an interest in other in helping artists. They, that may not be the that's not the only criteria. You still need to you know research a little bit, see where they're at, see what they're doing. And see what they really can do for you, and ask for references. If they can't give you references, bye. Yeah. <laughs> mhm. I'm with you there, uh-huh. man. And a lot of them, if you ask for references, you just won't even hear back from them. They're they're gone. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
because it takes more time to try to convince you of, oh, we, we don't have anything than it does to actually just go find a different sucker. Yeah, yep. yep. <laughs> I have a steady stream of people coming in because of what they're doing because they're all automated tweets and all that stuff. And so they have a steady stream of people and they just weed, it, weed through and pick out the ones that they could, think they can take advantage of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But let's get off the negative stuff. Let's get back to talking about the community and how we're all coming together. I like that topic a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I have met so many great artists now, just even just recently, since I've really been more focused on this as of late, that it just blows my mind how many just great people there are out there. And it's, once in a while you see someone that's like really doing a lot and they – someone's kind of being an ass to him or takes advantage of him or something like that. And they get kind of down and they, they post about it. It's like, you don't let them get to you. You just stay the course and do you other people yeah. are going to be assholes and whatnot and do what they're going to do. Don't let that affect you. Don't let that deviate you from your course. You stay the course. You do you let them do them and everybody be all good. Everybody be all good. Yep. <laughs> That's like one of my favorite memes that I created about a year ago. I'm, posted on like, all of my social shit and my personal stuff and yeah and it said uh you do you and we'll be good yeah you let me, you let me do me and i won't have to put a foot in your ass <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> how's it going <laughs> yeah a lot of people like like that you do you until like it has to be turned around to where they have to like Oh wait, you mean I have to let you do you also? Oh well, no no no, I want you to do what I want you to do. Like, no no no, that ain't how this works. That's not how that works. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Unfortunately, those are the exceptions to the rule. I think. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like the whole world is becoming more aware of. I mean, just this, the basic awareness of the world around you is just escalated so much. Thanks. Oh, yeah. Large part or almost entirely to the existence of the internet. Mm-hmm. Like my daughter right now, she's 12 years old, and she knows about. She's gonna tell me about crap like uh, specialty flavors of like Kit Kats that they're doing <laughs> test markets in Japan. Only. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I barely even knew Japan was a place when I was 12 years old. Much less the inner workers of what the hell's going on over there with candy companies testing the markets. Market, yeah. It's just the, her her knowledge of the world, of the existence of things is just so much more because she has the knowledge of the world in the palm of her hand now. Uh, and like when I was her age, like we had to go to the library and look up an encyclopedia that was several years old, so half the information in it was already outdated. So. I mean, she's got up-to-date information in a matter of seconds right in her hand. So. Yeah, it's 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 amazing with the the internet. Just in a, I mean, 20, 30 years, that's <laughs> how crazy it is now, how fast you can access information, things like that. <laughs> Just in the last, oh, I guess it's been when the iPhone first came out. That was what, about 15 years ago. Yeah, like 2008. No, I think it was 2007, like, somewhere right around there. Yes, it was less than 15 years ago, about 12, 13 years ago. Man, I mean, we've only had touchscreen phones for just barely over a decade. It and seems that's so much longer. Dominant thing, like people use their phones and watch stuff on their phones more than they do on their televisions now. Oh yeah. We've got yeah, that's crazy. Facebook and Twitter and Instagram are the new ABC, NBC, and Fox. You know. Yeah, yeah, it is. 
people would rather go there to get news now than um, like news stations and whatnot. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, because well, I mean, just look at what's been going on with all this Corona stuff. It's like you oh, don't know okay. what to believe when you watch. It doesn't matter if you're watching CNN or NPR or Fox yep. or MSNBC. There's, you just don't know you, what you, you know that they both have their they all have their biases one way or the other of the polit- uh, across the political spectrum so mm-hmm. you just kind of have to weed through and find the middle ground that's like i have a uh the google home like you know the one that went off earlier when we were first starting <laughs> yeah <laughs> i have a morning routine like when i get up in the morning i say hey google good morning oh, yeah. oh, hear me okay it didn't hear me i think <laughs> <laughs> And uh, it just goes through and it tells me about the weather and what's coming up on my calendar for the day. Then it does, it goes into the news. I'll say I have it programmed in there. And I have it intentionally set to play the news from Fox News and then from NPR back to back. So I have diametrically opposed viewpoints. <laughs> and you could, li- when you listen to a back to back like that, both the biases are so glaring. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but when you do that, you can kind of see that bias and see that bias, and you can kind of figure out, okay, somewhere in the middle, right about there is where it's really happening. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's – yeah, I mean, just news-related, I'll go to I'll go to Twitter first and then yeah. just go to the Explore page, and um, they'll tell me everything I need to know right there. <laughs> Most of the news I get is like I'll see somebody post about something on Facebook. I'm like, oh shit, really? Somebody died or something happened over here, and I'll go Google it and look it up online. Yeah. I don't... <laughs> and of course, it's usually it's we have the list of all the those same major news sources online, but you can kind of look through several of the headlines and read a couple of different articles or skim them a little bit, and you can kind of glean what's really happening out of it. Yeah. Same thing. You've got to go through a few of them to get the real story. True. <laughs> or, or you can just go to the conspiracy sites and make and just take whatever story they've made up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I've seen some crazy stuff. Oh my god, some of it is hilarious, and I, I, I I'd put zero stock in any of that. But every once in a while, I like to like listen to some of those guys. Like there was, uh, there was somebody posted about it. Uh, I think I saw it on. Oh yeah, it was on just a YouTube alert, and uh, some. I don't know. I don't remember what he was. He was just an author, but I think he, I don't remember what his background was in Europe somewhere and Belgium or something like that. And he was explaining how coronavirus was engineered to facilitate the new world order (laughs) and how the, and he goes through the whole progression of what's going to happen, how it's going to take over our monetary system as a result and bring together a one world government. And he had this whole, like everything, every, all the details of it planned out. It's like, or like mapped out, like how it was going to happen. And uh, a batshit crazy, but uh, honestly, it was so funny to sit and listen to that. It was, I found it oddly entertaining. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, whoa. (laughs) It's kind of like that, that series. Have you watched the tiger King? Oh yes, I have. (laughs) Like I think ninety percent of the world has. It was been number one on Netflix for a while. At least a wow. weeks. The number one show on there is crazy, but it's it's kind of like that. It's like it's so absurd. It's such a complete disaster. It's like <laughs> driving past a forty car pile up on the highway. It, yeah, it's horrific. But you can't look away. <laughs> you can't. I do have a question for you though. Go for it. Do you think Carol did it? I don't really see any other theory that holds water 
Yeah. <laughs> Unless he got on a plane and it went down mysteriously, but yeah. there's no record of a radar person saying it disappeared off radar. Like with JFK Juniors, you know, they saw his shit go down. They, he was on radar, then he wasn't, and they realized he crashed, and they, and that was it. You know, I don't think they ever recovered the plane of the bodies, but they know what happened to him. This guy, no, they don't even have that. They have nothing. He just like suddenly vanished into thin air. So. That's, My guess is she ground him up, like like Joe suggested, in the meat grinder. And she's like, oh, it's a little bitty meat. Bullshit, it's not a little bitty meat grinder if you're feeding <laughs> 50 freaking tigers. You've got to have a big-ass fucking industrial meat grinder for that. And so, yeah, she cut him up, ground his ass up, mixed it in with the meat, and fed it to the damn tigers. Come on, um, man. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. Carol fucking basking. <laughs> <laughs> Carol fucking basking. <laughs> uh, what's your theory? Oh, no, she did it. Either that or she was so fucking crazy that he, like, skipped town, changed his name, and just, just did yeah. what he could get, left his millions and everything just to get the hell away from her. Yeah, because <laughs> that's almost plausible. Yeah, it was either that or they did say he had, like, a lover and, like, um, out of country somewhere. So I was like, either got, gr- like, got grinded up or he just left left town. <laughs> Why would he leave town? I mean, he had, he was quite wealthy, and why would he leave town and leave all of his money behind? All of his money. Yeah. yeah. He would have he would have moved some of it over, unless he did secret or he had a secret stash that she didn't even know about, that which is highly possible because he he had his money before they even got married. So it was highly yeah. possible that he did have like Swiss bank accounts and shit that he had tons of money, and this what she knew of was like that ain't nothing. <laughs> so uh-huh. that, that's that is a possibility. But well, you never know. Yeah, you know they're doing. You know they're doing a sequel to it, right? And they're going to investigate that further. Yeah, they're doing it. I, I saw that. Um, I forgot what network they're doing it on, but yeah, they're. I thought it was supposed to air tonight, actually. Oh yeah, um, that was like the um, that was like the the this the last episode of the net. Is that what it was? Because I heard that they're doing like a a completely like different show too, to investigate the the death. As well. yeah, like Netflix is doing another sh- episode to kind of like follow up on it. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But then there, but then there was uh, like Fox or NBC or somebody was doing. There we go. Yeah. A, a show that I think was supposed to is supposed to air tonight. Actually, I need to go. Look oh, for okay. Because I, I keep I want to say they were saying Monday night, like back Thursday or Friday or something like that when I heard about it. So. I'm not infatuated with that. And the memes, oh my God, the memes <laughs> have been just a nonstop flood of them. It's been, oh, and the next one's just even funnier than the last one. It's like, holy crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still think my, my favorite one so far, it was like an old, you know, you remember, you probably don't remember them, but um, the old, old, like the 80s G.I. Joes, and the cardboard back with the little blister pack on the front with the yeah, yeah, inside yeah. it, they had a G.I. Joe exotic. <laughs> and they had the packaging when it's a GI Joe and an exotic under it, and they had a little action figure that looked just like him, had like a a, a machete or something, and I know a shotgun and, and oh his cane that he walked with, and uh, <laughs> oh my god, and had a tiger in the background on the card. It was it was one of the funniest ones I've seen so far. I think. <laughs> seen so many good ones. And it was an actual like I don't know how they did it or who would put the expense in this, but it was an actual. Object, you know, like they did 
the you know the 3D printer version of him, him and or something like that, and then printed the card and did the bubble wrap, and it was a physical product that they took oh, a picture man. of. It wasn't just a digital like image of it. Somebody actually went to the extent of making the damn thing to get the picture of. Wow. <laughs> That's what really gives me is that they put that much work into something just to take a picture of the share on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, they did a lot of work for that. Hey. Uh-huh. But hey, I, I'm not above you know going out of my way to catch a laugh. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> well, keep on. Been at this for about an hour and a half now. I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we have. I think I probably need to let you go. I'm sure you've got things you need to get back to. Yeah, I do appreciate. I uh, uh, thank you for this. This was this was great. Uh, I loved it. <laughs> it was. I had a ball, man. Yeah, this is awesome. I've been uh, having a lot of fun with this lately. So. Oh yeah, this is super awesome. And just yeah, like once again, thank you for having me. Um, it was great meeting you and talking to you. Um, and I applaud you for what you're doing. Um, like standing up for the independent artists and helping them out. We really do appreciate that when we see stuff like that, just cause it's, it's kind of works, man. Yeah. It's, it's cause it's hard. It's, I mean, it's hard. It's hard um, to get your foot uh, in the game for an independent artist. That's why a lot of artists uh, just stop doing it because um, they just don't really know where to go. So I, I do thank you for what you're doing. You know, they don't know where to go, or they 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 don't really realize how much work there is involved, and they're yeah. like, oh, maybe not. So maybe not. Uh, various various reasons, but some a lot yeah. of them just don't. They fade away eventually. But mm-hmm. I get it because I'm a musician myself. I just I don't have any recordings that I could be putting on playlists myself, or I, I'd have my own shit on there too. But I, yeah. I, I don't even have any to put on there. But yeah. I, I have so much love for everybody else that's out there doing it. I want to just do everything I can during this time to help out. So. Oh yeah. And I mean that's how yeah. that's how that's why we're here is because of those playlists. You submitted yeah. a, a track to one of my playlists, and you're yeah. up you're up there on a couple of them, like at least on the mixed one and on the hip hop one. I know. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, I checked the hip. I'm up there in there. Yeah, I checked that one too. So yeah, I, I I thank you for that. And it was it was a great it was a great great time today. Absolutely, I, I agree, man. Well, and, before we go, why don't you let everybody know again? Tell everybody your name again and where they can find you all yeah. over the social web. Yeah. Um. So once again, um, I go by Kivon. Um. I do have some aliases, Yami San Kev, but you can call me Kivon. Um. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram. I do have the same handle, Music by Kev, K-E-V. Um, so check me out there. Um, from those sites, I do have like a link that has all my music and all my pages together in one form. Yeah, um, link tree link. Yeah, tree. Yep, link tree. Link tree. Mm-hmm. Um, so it makes it really easy for people on different um, um, platforms. I had a lot of people on SoundCloud, so um, a lot of people on Apple Music. So um, you can find that on any of my um, uh, social networking profiles, along with Facebook as well. Um, but yeah, and then on Spotify and Apple Music, all you have to do is type in Kevon, K-E-V-A-W-N as in Nancy, and you'll have all the music there. Sweet. Yeah, that's one thing that bothers me. Before we go, real quick, that um, one more item that artists that will have one link in their like Instagram or profile or Twitter profile bios, and it's like they put a link to Apple Music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, you just like el- eliminated half your potential listeners right there, right off yeah. the bat. So. Um, 
And I'm not going to lie, I was a culprit of that when I first started. And I realized, I'm like, hey, not everyone listens to Apple Music. A lot more people listen to Spotify, SoundCloud, Tidal, things like that. So, yes. Everybody that's on Android is, doesn't have Apple Music. Or most there we go. Don't. And then a lot of people on iPhones are still listening to Spotify. So, you, right, you, yep. yeah, you've got to have you got to be wherever they are and, and make it easy for them to find you wherever they like to look. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate you again. Keep on. It was, it was a great hang and uh, look forward to hearing your next song come out. Man. All right. Thank you. And have a great you, rest of the day. You too. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Autonomy Talent Podcast. We greatly appreciate you taking the time to listen, and I hope you found a few things you could take away from it. Be sure to subscribe and follow us wherever you happen to hang out on social media. We're all over the place. Just look up Autonomy Talent on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn. You name it, we're probably there. So until next time, be sure to always live intentionally.
trying again, we both stop trying again. I don't know, I don't know where to begin. Maybe we're better as friends, but I don't want to end. I don't know, girl. I don't know, girl. I don't know, girl. You got me stuck in my head. Reminiscing about the times when you were in my bed. I don't wanna live without you. Think I'm better off dead. Am I being misled, or is it all in my head? I don't know, girl. Maybe it's me or not. I don't know. I don't. But lately I don't know, it seems like you forgot Girl, maybe I don't know, maybe it's me or not 